One minute until airtime on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College for our Coaches Show broadcast. Studios, please start your archive recording. Stations, if you encounter technical issues during the broadcast, please call the Georgia Tech Studio Hotline at 336-831-0821. Coming up on 30 seconds until airtime. Mark, 30 seconds until airtime. Stations, your final time cue will be with 15 seconds until airtime. Mark, 15 seconds until airtime. Once again, stations, if you encounter technical issues during the broadcast, please call the Georgia Tech Studio Hotline at 336-831-0821. It's Monday night in Atlanta, and that means it's time to talk Yellow Jacket Athletics in this week's edition of GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. GT60 is brought to you by the Governor's Office of Highway Safety. Drive sober or get pulled over by Coca-Cola. No matter what your favorite game day food, it'll pair perfectly with a Coke. Together, taste better. And by Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Visit us at georgiapower.com slash community. Power on, Georgia. Now, to get things started, we head live to the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. And a very good Monday evening to you. The Yellow Jackets' legs may have been spent, but their fortitude was not. A stirring win yesterday here at McCamus Pavilion over the Pitt Panthers. Came just 48 short hours after a heartbreaking loss to Clemson and certainly puts Georgia Tech in a good frame of mind as they attack this next week, which continues Wednesday with a noon tip-off back at McCamish versus Boston College and then on the road to take on Miami on Saturday. So as we set the table, we welcome you in to another GT60 with Josh Pastor here in the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. I'm Andy Demetro. We look forward to chatting with you. The phone lines are open at 866-477-7020. You can also tweet your questions using the hashtag GT60. But without further ado, let's welcome in. I wouldn't call you the co-host. You're more like the host because they're the ones the, the people want to hear from. He's the head coach of the Yellow Jackets, Josh Pastor. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well, Andy. Let me just tell you this. My grandparents who listen to you every single game uh, think you're excellent. Um, my parents think you're excellent. Everyone I talk to thinks you're excellent. So uh, great shout-out to you that uh, um, everyone really enjoys listening to you. You're a you're high, high level at what you do, and I think you're awesome. And uh, we're just very blessed, happy, proud that you're part of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket Institute of Technology. Does this mean I get an invitation to the Pastor Family Cookout? You're always welcome. Yes. You're, but we'll have to probably wait until in the fall, f assuming we're all vaccinated and everything, and it's safe to do it. But until then, we, we can do it virtually, Andy. We can do it virtually. Invitation gladly accepted, as long as you don't need me for MC and duties. Um, so let's talk about that one yesterday. We knew that getting that win yesterday would require a lot of mental toughness, given what you had to endure on Friday in such a heartbreaking fashion versus Clemson. Afterwards, you said in the locker room that that was a character win for your guys. Besides that character, what else did you execute in the game plan in order to get that W versus a Pittsburgh team that was 5-5 five and five in the ACC and had some impressive wins along the way? Yeah. Look, Andy, look, this was a heck of a stretch of a week of games. Um, you know, we're playing Virginia on Wednesday night. We're coming back 48 hours later playing at Clemson. And then less than 48 hours later, we're playing Pittsburgh. Don't forget, Andy, that on Wednesday or on Friday when we played Clemson, Clemson's last game was the previous Saturday versus Syracuse. They had a whole week to rest and prepare for us. We had less than 48 hours. Don't forget when we played Pittsburgh on Sunday – they, their last game was the following sat the pre previous Saturday versus Virginia. They had a whole entire week to rest and prepare for Georgia Tech. So both games for us to be able to, to, to put ourselves in a position to give ourselves a chance to win both games, it's a true credit to our young men. And, um, and so and, and, and you know, let's not forget the Virginia game, which was Wednesday. We should, I, I really feel this, Andy. 
we should have beat Virginia both times. We really should have beat Virginia both times. Now, look, it, it's, I'm not in a moral victory. There's no such thing as moral victories or anything like that. And, and shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know, that's in sports that might get you an extra dollar here and there. But, <laughs> but, 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 but the reality is, I f you know, as a coach, you know when you're right there. And both games I felt versus Virginia, we, sh we should have won the game. you got to give Virginia credit because they are a championship-level team. They're, they're technically the defending national champions, and they made big plays in both games to get them to win. Where for us, we have to learn how to win and, and to win those close games, you know, and, um, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. I think there's something that I, you know, I, I, and I really believe this, and I'll mention that in a second. And so we had some chances in that first half, Andy. We were up six, you know, you know, up. We had some great three-point look opportunities, um, in 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 the corners and some. I mean, wide up to kind of break it open. I think the building was about to, even if it was limited, it would have kind of gone off the roof. It was going to be so loud, and we just could not make some big shots to start the second half. I, and I thought our game plan versus Virginia was really good. I thought what we did and how we worked it, I thought was a high-level game plan. We executed what we wanted. And then I just felt, you know, in the second half, they started on a 7-0 run coming out of that first, you know, uh, just coming out of the time at, or coming out of halftime. They were up 27-26. But, again, we came back. We took the lead, got back up four multiple times, and you got to give Virginia credit. They hit some really big shots, and one of the big ones was we were down, we were up four, and uh, Clark, with one second on the shot clock, Jordan Usher had his hand down, didn't get his hand up, and he fires it, and it goes. That was a huge play. They missed that. We come down and score. That might have been a backbreaker for them. But you got to give them credit. They made shots. We were up down three. I came out of the timeout and went to our 1-3-1 late. And Jose gambled up on Huff at that elbow down in the second half uh, towards the Virginia bench. He didn't stay within our rules, tried to make a home run play with the steal. They kicked it to uh, 23 Murphy for a three, and that was a difference in the game. So, you know, again, is that's just part of it. And that's part of with Jose. Because he he wants to be ACC Defender of the Year so bad that he has a tendency to go for the steals when just keeping it simple. But anyways, that was a hard loss for us because we played really well. We just missed threes, Andy. We were four for twenty uh, four for twenty one that game, um, or four for nineteen. What are four for twenty one? I think from three, and that's just not going to get it done. That's just not going to get it done. Uh, in fact, we were four for nineteen. Four for nineteen that game. Uh, from three-point range. And the difference was Virginia was 7 of 20. Virginia was 7 of 20. We forced Virginia, who leads one of the best in America, taking care of the ball into 17 turnovers. Did a great job doing that. But then you come down 48 hours later. You drive up to Clemson. And, again, we played well. We had a great early lead. You said you got the looks that you wanted. In Much both like Virginia. In, in both games, Virginia and versus Clemson, we had great looks. And versus Virginia, we had great looks, and we just they didn't fall. Uh, Michael DeVoe had some great looks. They just didn't go in. I thought Bubba Parham had a couple. Michael had a couple in that first half that they could drop. I think it just, you know, we go up but 10, 11, 12. And, you know, that's it's it's a make-and-miss game. I don't want to sound elementary or, or kindergarten-ish, but, you know, basketball is such a fine line in, in making and missing the game of uh, shots. And, that was a huge difference uh, on the game, and, and, and we had some opportunities. We just didn't, we didn't put the ball in the basket. And then we come around to Clemson, back and forth, you know, seesaw battle. Uh, we were up. We started the second half. I felt our energy wasn't good. Um, and, and really in that game, I didn't feel it was, it was probably one of Jose's worst games since his first since – since I've looked at Jose. He's had four bad games this year. The first two of the season, Georgia State, Mercer, Louisville, and um, um, Clemson. And it had nothing to do with missed shots or anything. It was energy-based. We rely on Jose's energy, his fight, his scrap, his kicking, his clawing. His, you know, That's our culture. That's what we're about. We're, we're competitors. We believe in competitive excellence, motor, drive, discipline. And he just, he didn't have that. He didn't have that motor, that drive, that discipline on that on, on Friday. 
and um, and so we rely on that. We we feed off Jose, but I felt we were a little slower coming out of the second half. We ended up back and forth. We got multiple times where we got up three late. And again, same thing versus Virginia and or Duke. Both times Virginia, but especially the first time at their spot and Duke. We were up three and we just we gotta get a stop. We just gotta get a stop. And and all we do is continue to trade baskets. And that's just not good enough to do that. And um and um and we just couldn't get a stop and 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 then, you know, we kept making our free throws. And at the end there, you know, our one of our best players, if not our best player, I mean, just the toughest guy in the country, 90% basically free throw shooter. I would put, you know, I'm, I'm not a betting man, but I'd put a million bucks. He's going to make both free throws, and we're, at least one of the two, and we're going to go home with the win. And, um, you know, unfortunately he missed both. And, and then the kid gets it and throws up a, a, a zinger and goes off the backboard, just like last year at Arkansas or at home versus Arkansas where the kid just throws a prayer and beats us at the buzzer off the – I mean, I literally can't stand the backboards. And uh, so that was a brutal loss in the way that we lost, a long bus ride home. He, Jose took it so – I mean, we all took it so hard. I mean, you know, I was – I didn't sleep for two days. I mean, literally didn't sleep. Jose took it so hard, but his teammates did a great job rallying around him, building them up, loving on him, hugging on him. And um, and I knew Sunday was going to be a hard game. I mean, Pittsburgh's a very good basketball team, and you're sitting in a situation where you just had that loss, where it's a devastating loss. Because you know, and and I'm I'm going to talk about this on the other side of the break. There's two things I want to talk about, and I'll, I'll get to it. In, you know, on the other side, about um, time and score, and about you know when you lose a game like that. You know, so, but but um, and I knew this was going to be an important game, and. Uh, what I would tell you is we, we – and I told our guys, for us to pull this win off, this is, gonna be a, this is about character. For us to win this game, it's going to have to be a character win. And uh, just on the simple fact alone of what happened, how we lost, important game in the standings for the ACC, what we're fighting for, um, this is going to be all about character. And, um, and we found a way to get it done. Heck, we're up did – you, did you see we were up eight and Adis Tony hits the three off the backboard? My wife sits up in section uh, 17 uh, or section 109, row 17 over there. I literally turned to her in front of the whole stadium and I screamed, I hate the backboard. I was so angry because we lost to Arkansas last year at the buzzer off a – the ball was going to the student section and it just ricocheted in, got the game versus Clemson, a zinger, and then this kid hit off the backboard. I looked at her and I said, I hate the backboard. But uh, but we found a way to get a win. Michael DeVoe hit big shot. Bubba Parham hit a big three in the corner. We made free throws. We got stops. Khalid Moore was terrific. Jose Alvarado, six for six from the free throw line. Moses Wright was a stud. Rodney Howard, Kyle Sturdivant gave us great minutes. Jordan Usher's energy level. Mm -hmm. And uh, Kyle Sturdivant defensively held Champagny to his lowest rebound total, 13 points. Khalid Moore. I'm sorry. Khalid Moore held Champagny. Yeah, Khalid played his most minutes of his career. I, I played the entire game on Champagny. When Champagny went out, I subbed out Khalid. Got to give Khalid a lot of credit. So uh, it was a great character win for Georgia Tech Institute of Technology, the Yellow Jackets, the Ramblin' Wreck. Really proud of our young men. Our young men earned and deserved that win. We'll have a couple of footnotes from that Pittsburgh game on the other side of the break. But we do want to hear from you tonight, 866-477-7020. The hashtag on Twitter is GT60. We'll hit our first time out. Much more to come. Stay with us. He's Josh Pastor. I'm Andy Demetra, and this is GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Today tastes like movie night. Okay, whose turn is it to choose? And everyone's favorite hit, pizza and Coke. Today tastes like front row seats for all, like cushions and popcorn, and counting the seconds. Today tastes like a slice of the action. Like we belong here and now. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. 
Long-lasting protection against COVID-19 is crucial to a safe living and work environment. That's why Georgia Tech Athletics has chosen CleanWell Services as their official disinfection partner. The trained technicians at CleanWell use a CDC and EPA-approved nanotechnology-based cleaner that sticks to surfaces for an industry-leading protection lasting beyond 30 days. Visit www.cleanwell.services or call 404-669-6178 to get started today. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Tech fans, come check out what everyone's been talking about. Grindhouse Killer Burgers was voted Atlanta's best burger by Creative Loafing for five years running. Featuring beef, turkey, veggie, and the all-new Impossible Burger. Choose sides such as onion rings, award-winning chili, fresh salads, and indulge in our milkshakes, including our famous boozy shake. Visit our five locations throughout Metro Atlanta, which include dozens of local craft beers, wine, a full liquor bar, tons of patio seating, and TVs playing sports and cult movie classics. Live fast, eat well. Grindhouse Killer Burgers. Follow the Yellow Jackets with Everyday Champions, the official magazine of Georgia Tech Sports. Each issue contains exclusive stories and photos, plus the latest news from inside tech athletics. It's all that's positive about the Jackets. Subscribe now for only $9.95 per year. Call 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799, to sign up for Everyday Champions. That's 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799. Basketball season is here. That means it's time to load up on the best snacks and some delicious ice-cold Coke for all your game day guests. Nothing tastes like everyone you love and everything you like. Coming together, Coca-Cola together tastes better. Monday night, stay safe out there on the roads. It is GT60 here in the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. So a couple of those footnotes from yesterday's game, Coach. Uh, your team shot 21 of 23 at the free throw line. That is the highest percentage uh, of free throw attempts minimum of 20 versus an ACC opponent at Georgia Tech since January of 1996 versus Maryland and also a Michael DeVoe who went 6 of 6 at that foul line surpassed 1,000 points for his career last year in the home game versus Pittsburgh Jose surpassed 1,000 career points and I think Moses Wright's right around the corner from 1,000 too he's getting there yeah, yeah. He, he's coming close and uh, it, it's actually a smaller list those who have at least 1,000 points 500 rebounds than those who simply have 1,000 points in their career. So uh, Moses could join some very privileged company as well before the season is out. As folks were watching the final minute or so of that Clemson game, it becomes that, that age-old parlor game in college basketball. You're up three. Do you foul? Do you let them take that final potential game-tying shot? What, what is your philosophy on that? Well, we, we well that last shot, it didn't, we couldn't foul, obviously, because sure. it, it, it you know, you, that you but I'm talking if well, you're well, after, yeah. after Michael made the free throws to make it 72-69. Well, a couple of things. So let, let, let's talk about time and score situations. You know, I really believe this. Um, uh, and this is not just for that. Let me, And I'll talk about that in a second because I'm glad you brought that up, Andy. But let's also talk about us winning these close games or, or not winning some of these close games. I've prided myself, and we've had a great record, even back at my time at Memphis, um, of winning close games. Uh, whether it's overtime games or, or games decided by whatever five points or less, this year I think we're two and three this year or something in that in that area. And, and I'm I, I would I pride myself to be over five hundred or darn near perfect in that thing. You know we should be three and two and four, or four and one. Really should be five and zero. Oh. But I look back, you know you know what I really believe why we haven't learned to get over that hump this year in those time and score situations. Hmm. Um, I really felt. Because you spend all your time in October and November, which I have done, is in time and score practice situations. And you rehearse them and you over and over. Well, without us practicing with contact that whole month of November and for the majority part of October, I never we didn't do time and score. And so, guys, I, I don't think they learned how to win or close out games. Now, again, that's on me. But but that's on me because I was following the doctor's orders of COVID-19 protocols of, hey, if you want to play, then you're not going to have contact. And if you don't want to play and you get a positive, we're shutting the whole program down. And, of course, 
you know, we want to play and guys wanted to play. And I just, you know, and, you know, I look back, obviously, I, I wish I did it differently. I, you know, God forbid there's never another global pandemic that <laughs> we ever have to deal with. But if there was, I would just practice normal in a sense. Um, but, you know, hey, you, you, you just didn't know. I mean, it was it was uncharted territory for us. So 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 I think that was somewhat of us not because I we've always done time and score and rehearse that and do it all you know, November, October, you know, different things. But you've got to do that. you got to play live five-on-five five contact. You can't be worrying about COVID-19, you know, protocols during that time period. And so, you know, I look back, I, you know, that I think that had something to do with it at times. We're not learning how to to, to finish out a game. And because um, and our, our teams always in the past have done really well in late game situations, Andy. Um, even my time at Memphis and my in our first four years here, we just had some times this year, these games we didn't close out. So that is something that I look back and we just didn't get a practice on in October, November at the at the And it's not just one practice you do. you got to do that every day. I mean, it takes weeks. Like you just can't do it in one practice. You know, you throw it in here. No, it's got, it's an every single day focus, which we which I have always done um, in in for weeks in October, November. To, to for our guys to do that we just didn't get to it this year because of covid uh because of no contact but regarding your question versus clemson you know i, I felt fouling fouling too early you know because what i was disappointed was and i told this to moses even though he had four fouls you can defend without fouling moses was just letting the guy sims just literally score that was part of the issue he wasn't putting up any fight Yes, we don't want to give up a three because we were scoring two. We don't want to give up a three, but you don't you don't want to give up an and one either. But 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 you got to defend without foul. You got to put some, you know. If and if I had known he was going to play that passive, I would have taken him out. Um, and because had because four fouls at that time. he had four fouls, but you can he still needed it, you know. And I wanted him in because they were fouling because he was one of our you know he's one of our better free throw shooters in a sense of of our starting five. And and he'd been playing that whole second half, and we were getting the lead, and he was starting to play, and he was playing really well offensively, and he's a really good receiver for us. You know what I'm saying? And he's a good shot blocker. I just felt that he didn't he didn't um, uh, uh, you know do his part, you know, on that defense. He got he needed to give more resistance to Sims and make it make a tougher shot. And again, if I had known that, I would probably have just fouled the guy. Now, the reason we weren't fouling was because there was 36 seconds, 38, you know, 28 seconds. It was a long time, and and we need. I wanted the clock to to move. The time, we didn't want the clock to stop. We had the lead, but the issue was, and I, and I talked to Moses about this the next day. I showed him on the film, like Moses, we time and score. We, I would have been just better off fouling. They were scoring so fast. We've got to put some resistance. You can. You're a smart player. You can be able to defend three quarter. Put hold your seal, hold your chest, hands up, and still guard with and giving good resistance without fouling or lowering your arms on the guy to get an and one. And he understood that. Um, it's just you know it's unfortunately. I mean this is just it's just you know we, we you know these still are young men. They're still continuing to grow and learn. And and obviously Moses has come a long way. And it's just part of the the maturation process. And uh, um, and then look, here's the other thing, Andy. We're up two. Excuse me, we're up one. And then and Jose. So we we did a good job on um, on making our free throws at that free throw deal uh, on the on the maid. We got ourselves the press break. We got the ball to Moses, who diagonal cut it to Jose. We got it to Jose. Some people ask, could have Jose could have gone in and scored? Yeah, but Sims was right there. He yeah. might have tried to block it. So I, that was that Jose made the right play. They fouled Jose. No problem. I had everyone off the line, um, even though it was a two-shot foul, um, you know, because I was set, I was talking about setting our defense up. And after the second shot, I was going to sub Khalid Moore in. Defensively, so on a made basket, Andy, so they couldn't um, come right down and, you know, it, it would have stopped the, you know, it would have allowed us to get our defense set. So I had Khalid sit right by me. He, Jose missed the first, but I, but I was going to wait for the second one. The key is on the second one, you sub so you don't they don't get any fast break opportunity on the maid. Unfortunately, he missed the second one and we were you know I we were set but Moses was a little off which I understand cuz he either he didn't want to get driven by and the kid just made a a zinger off the backboard. Um, would I have fouled if we were up 3 with under it, it against Clemson I would have fouled. 
Okay, and, so and, Jose and let me tell you, is two, and there were 8.4 seconds left. I, then you would have fouled. And the reason why is because Clemson wasn't a great offensive re- – like they weren't a jumping jack team on the free throw line box out. Now hear me out. If we were playing North Carolina, because when you do that, if you make the first free throw and miss the second and gets kicked out to a three and they hit it, you bring losing into it. At least if you play great defense and they hit a tough shot, at least you get a chance to go to overtime if you're up three in that situation. Against a team like North Carolina – um, or, or you know, another team that's a Florida State, I probably would not have fouled because I would have been concerned they make the first free throw, and then you get the second one, and they miss it, and they get, because they're such great leapers, they jump, hit it out, and the kid gets it and shoots a three and scores it, and you, then you bring losing in. At least if they hit a tough three, you get five more minutes in overtime. And um, so I say all that to say that those are some of my thinkings on, on behind that. The other thing I wanted to say about this, like Jose, because he was just, you know, he was devastated. We were all devastated after that game. I mean, you know, as a coach, I, I, I didn't sleep. I t- you know, you're just, you're, you take, you're, you're sick to your stomach when you lose a game, especially the way you lose on that. I mean, it's just, I, I can't explain that feeling. Um, and I've had a lot of people, and, who, you know, this is what I love about Jose. He just wants to win so bad. And like I said, his teammates did such a great job of loving on him and hugging on him. I mean, all of, our, all of us did. And when we got back, you know, at 1.32 in the morning, whenever it was, he was in this gym in McCamish shooting free throws. Was he? And uh, he, I came down here and had a long talk with him. But, but Andy, um, you know, people say, well, co- Coach, it's, it's just a game. You take it. It's not. I, I said, yeah, I get it. I get it. It's not life and death. I, you know, I, I keep things in perspective. I understand the measuring. I, I'm measured about it. But I also understand I tell people, no, it's not just a game to me. When it, and for people that's invested in it and you're so tied to it, and it's almost like your identity is with it, and every and and every single second on that clock, possession, every possession, you are so locked in, you're so invested that when you do, you're literally sick to your stomach, because it causes you not to sleep. For, for for example, I didn't go to sleep until literally in the wee hours of the morning leading up to the Pittsburgh game because I couldn't uh, in my mind it was just circling over and over and over and over, and so. It's like Jose, and that's what Jose was saying to me. He says, Coach, people are telling me, man, Coach, it's just a free throw. You're okay. No, and like Jose was telling me, Coach, this is more to me than just a free throw. This isn't just a game. This is my life. This is what I've worked. And I says, Jose, man, I feel you. I don't like it when people <laughs> come to me and tell me it's just a game. No. I've put my entire life of 43 years invested into to have this opportunity. Like, I, I you know, you, you just – life's all about opportunity and and so I feel you Jose I know you're the feeling in your your because he says coach when I close my eyes all I'm thinking about I can't sleep coach I can't sleep and this is obvious and I says I know and the only way to pull that pain away is I said Jose the only way to pull that pain away is we've got to go get a win on Sunday there's nothing else is going to make that go away unless we win the game on Sunday it's not going to fully make it go away but it'll allow you to have a quick you know to, to to ease the pain and so um, it's just one of those things, and that's what makes basketball, especially the sport of basketball, the swing of emotions, the highs and lows, the swing of momentum. There's no greater reality TV than really sports, hmm. and especially the sport of basketball. Well said. I, had you ever shared that story about Jose shooting free throws after the, the bus got back from Clemson? You know what? I think or is I, this a, a, a GT60 no, scoop? No, it's a GT60 scoop. I might have said it to the media after. I think I said it to the media after the game okay. um, on uh, on Sunday. I did say it to the media right. after the game, right. even though the, 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 the print media. Gotcha. Well, we were on the air. Uh, in post game, and certainly we always enjoy post games where we can break down a win as you guys delivered on Sunday, 71 65. And again, back at it noon Wednesday, and it's a rescheduled game, hence the unorthodox time slot Wednesday noon at McCamish, Georgia Tech, and Boston College. Higher Regency Atlanta has rambling rates all season. Visit higherregencyatlanta.com and use offer code GTech. Higher Regency Atlanta, a preferred partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. We're back after this on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. The great point guards are rare. They're true leaders with a work ethic that never wavers and a desire to win that's second to none. There's one truck like that, Ford F-150. It's smart, powerful, and never backs down from the toughest jobs. That's why Ford F-Series has been America's best-selling truck 43 years straight. 
Learn more at buyfordnow.com or visit your local Ford dealer to score a great offer on F-150. Based on 2019 calendar year total sales. Court, a part of Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway Company, is the nation's leading provider of transition services, including furniture rental for home and office, even furnishings, destination services, apartment locating, touring, and other services. With more than 100 offices, showrooms, and clearance centers across the U.S., operations in the U.K., and partners in more than 80 countries, no other furniture rental company can match Court's breadth of services and company-wide commitment to making a house a home, an office a great place to work, and an event a memorable celebration. For more info, visit Court.com. Back with more after this timeout. You're listening to GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. It's back, the return of the prestigious Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, honoring college sports excellence across all competitive divisions, both men's and women's sports. Follow along with L Directors' Cup on Twitter or online to see which schools will be taking home a first-place trophy in June for their season-long success. Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, a premier institutional award jointly launched in 1993 by USA Today and NACTA. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? <laughs> yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield IMG College. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. Georgia Tech trusts CleanWell to protect the athletic program from COVID, and you can too. CDC-approved COVID killer. Check them out at cleanwell.services today. GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Your questions welcome on the phone lines 866-477-7020 or on Twitter. Just use the hashtag GT60. You had talked about Khalid Moore's defense versus Justin Champagny, the ACC's leading scorer and rebounder. And Khalid really dug his heels in and made it uh, a tough night for Champagny. Yeah, he was 5 of 6 from the field, but there were times where pitches had a hard time feeding him the basketball. You can't score if you don't have the ball in your hands. And as a result, Champagny, 6 points below his season average and less than half his season average in rebounds. What specifically did Khalid do so well when he was matched up on Champagny defensively? Yeah, and Andy, you've covered a lot of sports, baseball, football, basketball, multiple sports. So I don't know if you know this or not, but in basketball, um, the, the objective is to outscore the opponent. And the only way to outscore the opponent is you need the ball to put the ball in the basket. Well, I'm going to write this down here yep. so I don't forget it. So yep. I'm just making sure you know that. So you make a great – and to your credit, for you to realize that, that it's hard to score if you don't have the ball, you're exactly right. And I started Khalid – I started Khalid, nothing for, you know, it was, oh, I started him based on matchup purpo uh, uh, purposes, for matchup reasons. I felt, I felt to give us the best chance for success to win the game, we needed, we needed Jose, um, uh, Khalid on Justin Champagny, who came in as a leading scorer and rebounder in the ACC. <laughs> That's really hard to do. And, um, and Jose Alvarado on Xavier Johnson. And I thought Jose on Xavier Johnson did a great job. Xavier Johnson had seven turnovers. And fouled out in 20 minutes. And fouled out in 20 minutes. And so, um, um, but Khalid Moore, the way he was fronting in the post, three-quartering in the post, made it really hard. He made it really, really hard on um, on, on Justin Champagny. And, and, and it he got 13 points, but it was a hard 13. And uh, he only got six rebounds and... Uh, you know, you got to give Khalid Moore a lot of credit, and I was really, really proud of him on that. I really felt defensively. You know, we came out in zone, uh, the one-three-one, a couple times early. I thought they had a turnover too, I, and then but we turned it right back over. You know, Andy, our our, our three-point defense. Look, we've been different defensively this year. There's no question. The last four years, we've had that elite shot blocker behind us. I've been able to do things within our zone, within our man, our different complex zones to funnel everything to the big. We, we don't have that same shot blocker. Now, Moses Wright has now become a really good shot blocker. He's made some big plays on the shot block, on the, on the, on the block shots. But 
what I would tell you, Andy, is that we've had to do some different things. Now, we have not been able to guard the three-point shot as well as I would like. And I've told you this earlier, our sense of urgency on our closeouts has not been good enough. And some of the things with us playing underneath based on not having that shot blocker were because last year I think we were top five in the country, best in the league in three-point defense. And, and we've, we've been as good as anyone in the country the last few years in three-point defense. This year we're not. And that's been an issue. Now part of that, part of that is based on us not being able to funnel things. We've had to play underneath because of, because of the the, the the lack of the shot blocking. But um, uh, we and, and and because we're smaller, Andy, we've had to be smaller in our zones. That we haven't been able that that stick hand that that closeout hasn't been there to affect um, the shooter when they're when they're there. We've talked about there, our stick hand has to arrive before the shooter gets a shot off or before he's in his shooting motion. Um, so, but all that being said, there's one thing though we've been really, really good at, and that's made up for some of the shot blocking is forcing teams into turnovers. And last night, we forced Pittsburgh into I think 16, 17 turnovers. Virginia, who's one of the best in the country at taking care of the ball, forced them into 17 turnovers. Notre Dame, we forced them into double-digit turnovers, and we lead the ACC enforcing teams in turnovers. I don't know if you have that stat right there, Andy, but we do lead teams. We do lead the ACC. We're first in the ACC enforcing teams in turnovers. That's a great attribute to our hand activity, our quickness with our hands, the way we do some different things on funneling the ball where we want it to, uh, and that's a real positive stat for us. All right, very well. We'll get to some of the questions on Twitter in just a moment, but we are overdue for a break. Before that, though, want to remind you, that Yellow Jacket fans, be sure to visit georgiapower.com slash community to learn new ways to stay connected. Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of Georgia Tech Athletics. Power on Georgia. We continue on GT60 after this on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Sir, you're now being placed on arrest for driving under an influence. What does that mean? You heard tonight in the Great Bar Motel. During your stay, you'll be photographed, fingerprinted, and given a stylish jumpsuit. And each room has an in-suite bathroom. Is all this free? Oh, no. Fines, court costs, and legal bills could add up to $10,000 or more. Save your money for a real hotel. Drive sober, or we will pull you over. This message brought to you by the Governor's Office of Highway Safety. All right, buddy, I gotta go now, but I'll put on your favorite show. See you tonight. Welcome back to Cooking with Chef Antonio. <laughs> Gee, well, I would like to know how this risotto will turn out, but I'll probably just go to sleep in your bed and sniff your sheets <laughs> and then figure out what that squirrel is planning. Arr, squirrels. Your dog doesn't care if the TV is on. With energy-saving tips and programs from Georgia Power, you can save money and make your home more efficient. Learn more at georgiapower.com efficiency. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Libman makes a difference. The Libman Mop Crew is part of our winning team. The Libman Mop Crew makes sure the hardwood is clean and safe for the players every game at McCamish Pavilion. No matter what kind of flooring you have at your home court, Libman has the tools to keep it clean. Our mops, brooms, and brushes are proudly family-made in the USA. Visit Libman.com to see our whole lineup and for a store locator. That's Libman.com. Libman, proud partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. Yellow Jacket fans, everyday life can do a number on your back, but relief is closer than you think. The Joint Chiropractic, the official chiropractor of Georgia Tech Athletics. At The Joint, you never need an appointment or insurance, and we're open evenings and weekends. Visit any one of our 35-plus Atlanta area locations today and receive our new patient special, including exam, consultation, and adjustment for just $29. To learn more, visit thejoint.com. If you're looking for the official face coverings for your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, then look no further. Visit FOCO.com now and get the gear the team wears. FOCO.com is the official face coverings of Georgia Tech Athletics. So head on over to FOCO.com to shop these and many more officially licensed Georgia Tech products. Visit FOCO.com, that's F-O-C-O.com, and find something for the special Yellow Jackets fan on your list. Go FOCO, 
And Go Jackets, it is GT60 on this Monday night. Georgia Tech again returns to McCamish Wednesday noon for Boston College, which uh, had a long pause but has now played consecutive games and coming off a loss to Syracuse on Saturday. The lines are open, 866-477-7020. And that's where we go right now, Coach. Let's say hello to Anthony in Anaheim. Anthony, it's good to hear from you again. Welcome in, and uh, you're live with Josh Pastner. Hey, guys. Hey, yeah, thanks for remembering me. Hey, Coach. Um, hey, I'm biased, but, uh, hey, congratulations for all the twists and turns and getting through all that. I think you and the players are doing great. I think you're the best 10-8 and 8 team out there, so kudos to you guys. Hey, I've noticed really a great jump with, with Howard over the last few games, just the way that he handles defense. I think when he comes off of a man, when he comes off of a screen, he kind of – hedges on a, uh, a guard and then he kind of just backpedals and, and he closes a gap on defense. I think his footwork has just improved so tremendously. Are you going to run any pick and roll action with him um, on offense? I think he kind of reminds me of the potential of Schencher. I think of Luke Schencher back in the day when he would run pick and roll and they'd throw the ball high to him. He'd catch it high and finish high. He would never bring the ball down. Any action like that with Rodney going forward. Anthony, thanks for the call. Great to hear from you. I really appreciate you. Uh, appreciate the positive energy. Yeah, we're we're ten and eight. We are the best ten and eight team. We're we're better than our record. There's no question. I wish we could have those. I, I want to. The, the committee should take out those first two games. We were following the doctor's protocols. No practice with contact. For no practice with contact. We should; those two games should be fully eliminated from our 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 committee sheet. I'm just telling you right now. I want to make a big push on that. We've got to do our part to keep winning games. But I'm really proud of Rodney Howard. Um, uh, let me just say that we pride ourselves on player development. We have to get guys better. Our way of survival here at Georgia Tech, and you can tell through our time here, we have gotten guys better. Player development is so important to us. And Rodney Howard's another development uh, uh, success story. And he's going to – Rodney's going to be really good. He loves physicality. He really is, Anthony, our best post defender. He does a great job on ball screens. He can move his feet. He can get out and, and, and hedge. He can recover. He's, he, he's a very good wall-up guy. He's starting to learn about rebounding and making that second effort and that second jump. Um, not ball watching. And, yes, offensively, I do believe he, he, he can be a very good screener, not only in pick and roll, but also off the ball. Um, we don't set a lot of screens off the ball. We're more on cutting. But Ro one of Rodney's strengths is his, is his ability to screen and his, and his wanting to screen, his wanting to be able to make contact to the defender. And, and maybe we don't change some things right now, but go for next season, we, based on – our personnel, that is something we've got to look at to put him in a position of success on allowing him to screen more even off the ball. And, yes, he can be a very good pick-and-roll type of player. Um, uh, within our offense right now, as you notice, we run a lot of things through the elbow. He has to get more comfortable in that area, which still allows you to get into ball screen action. But part of it is he's got to get more comfortable handling at the elbow. He, he's probably more comfortable, as I like to call it, in the alley, being really active in the alley, which is behind the basket when we kind of run some of our dribble drive stuff. But, um, um, uh, uh, but, but he can be a guy because of his speed. He'll sprint to the ball screen. He'll set a great screen, and then he'll sprint to the rim, which when you do those type of things, it, 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 it brings the defense together. It sucks the defense in so then you can make the right read on the perimeter. And if you have good shooters ready to knock shots down, you got open threes, and then guys like Rodney, if, you, if they overhelp from, uh, you know, when he rolls to the rim or sprints to the rim, and they're staying with the shooter, just like you said, you throw it up in the air and you catch it, you catch it high and score it high, as like we like to use that terminology. So yes, I'm excited about Rodney. Look, I think him and a guy like Saba um, uh, can be good players together. They, they got good size, are different. And that and that will be part of our personnel for next season to 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 look at how we play with two bigs maybe in a conventional way, but right now offensively we are best when Moses and or Jordan Usher is at our five, but we do Rodney's in the rotation. Rodney's going to play minutes in order for us to really have a great stretch run right now. We we will rely and count on Rodney giving us good minutes off the bench. 
All right, Anthony, thanks so much. Uh, also, the Twitter lines are open using the hashtag GT60. Had this one. It actually came from several people. I think they saw uh, what Khalid Moore was able to provide for you on Sunday and, and what Kyle Sturdivant has been able to do recently and also bearing in mind just what a, a taxing stretch this has been because of the compressed schedule. And, and so people want to know your philosophy on the short bench and whether a game like Pittsburgh proves that maybe lengthening that rotation has its benefits. Yeah, you know, look, I mean, there's no question that, um, uh, uh, that you know, I do play, you know, less guys. Uh, I, I think, Andy, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, some of our guys – for my time here, we played the have played the most minutes in the ACC uh, each year, and I and I even look back to Memphis. It was I was the same way. That's just kind of who I I've, I've been. Uh, I don't play a lot of guys. I usually have a shorter bench, but in that type of stretch where you're playing three games in five days, you are right. You needed to make sure that that you probably had a little bit more rest. And I did give like Jose Alvarado played about 32 minutes yesterday. Michael Devoe played about 35. Moses Wright I think about played about 34, 35. And um, um, and so that that I do think that rest uh, allowed them to um, be sharper later in the game, making some big threes, making our free throws. But look, so I, I'm just a feel guy. And sometimes you're just in these games. Every possession is so precious. Every possession is so critical. And, and when you and you just sometimes you're just going with your main guys and you're on a roll with a certain five and you're just going to go with that five. I've done that 95 percent of my career. And sometimes it's, you know, the major a lot of times it's worked out, but there's been times it hasn't. And maybe we get a little tired late. And uh, because of the amount of exertion that we require, the standard we have for our young men to play for me and for this program, you have to play so darn hard you gotta you've gotta the standard is you've got to play with every ounce of energy in your body you've got to fight scrap kick claw your way to whatever it takes because that's what you're playing for is that it, you know on that front of that jersey that's what you represent of georgia tech and and and, and we and we owe it to your, ourselves we owe it to your teammates we owe it to um, the institute that we play so that's our standard that's our culture that's about competitive fire competitive excellence and so when you're exerting that force that energy um, yeah it can wear on you and you're demanded to be so good on both sides of the football both ends of the floor and I but however I do really believe in cardio and conditioning and I'm a and, I, and our team is in great shape we have guys who are in great cardio and great conditioning but I will, you know, I'm going to do whatever it takes to win. My only objective when that ball is tipped, how do we win the game? How do we win the game? That's my focus for that 40 minutes. Just I want to win the game so bad. And um, and if it's to play only five guys, I'll do it. If it's got to get to eight, I'll do that too, whatever it takes to win. Well, it worked for Bobby Kremens back in the late 80s, early 90s. He had the, uh, the thin gold line, as it were, and it seemed to, to do all right for him. So... Uh, you are, are, are walking a path that uh, Bobby certainly has treaded before. We'll take another time out here. Still more to come on GT60. We'll also dive into our preview of Georgia Tech and Boston College. That comes your way at noon on Wednesday. We'll, of course, have the pregame coverage for you starting at 1130 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. No matter your favorite game day of food, it'll pair perfectly with Coke. Together, taste better. We're back after this in the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Today tastes like movie night. Okay, whose turn is it to choose? And everyone's favorite hit, pizza and Coke. Today tastes like front row seats for all. Like cushions and popcorn. And counting the seconds. Today tastes like a slice of the action. Like we belong here and now. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. Even before the victory celebration is over, great teams are back at it the next day, working to get even better. The team at Ford understands how hard work and dedication pay off. Over the last 30 years, Ford Explorer has been America's best-selling SUV. In fact, all Ford SUVs like Explorer, Escape, and Edge are built for victory. Score a great offer today at your local Ford dealer. Based on total cumulative OEM reported U.S. sales for all SUVs from calendar year 1990 through calendar year 2019. 
Back with more after this timeout. You're listening to GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Follow the Yellow Jackets with Everyday Champions, the official magazine of Georgia Tech Sports. Each issue contains exclusive stories and photos, plus the latest news from inside Tech Athletics. It's all that's positive about the Jackets. Subscribe now for only $9.95 per year. Call 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799, to sign up for Everyday Champions. That's 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799. It's back, the return of the prestigious Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, honoring college sports excellence across all competitive divisions, both men's and women's sports. Follow along with L Directors' Cup on Twitter or online to see which schools will be taking home a first-place trophy in June for their season-long success. Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, a premier institutional award jointly launched in 1993 by USA Today and NACTA. Andy Dementor, Josh Pastor, happy to have you along on this Monday night for GT60. Keep those questions coming on Twitter with the hashtag GT60. Here's one from Jim, Coach. He says, what can be done to get more sound defense in the second halves of games? Yeah, Jim, uh, good question. That's something that we've got to be better. I, I, we, you know, Part of the issue is we've been defending well the first half. Our second halves have not been good defensively. It's putting 40 minutes together. I mean, just like the previous Twitter question, on GT60 was about, you know, maybe are the guys getting worn down a little bit? Um, is that will that help our second halves possibly? And, and meaning playing more guys going deeper in the rotation. I also I've also really cut back on the practice time right now. I'm really just treating it almost like in an NBA situation. You know, you know we're off today. Tomorrow you're going to do film and some work on the floor, and then that's it. You're going to keep it really simple. You know, just trying to keep guys fresh. I think we're in great cardio shape. I want to keep our cardio up, but because of the games we're playing, the minutes the guys are playing, the guys who aren't getting those high-level minutes, I'll con continue to condition them. But I think that's a big thing. Jim, at this point, we just got to be really fresh so we can play great defense in both halves. I think that's going to be a critical aspect, uh, especially this week, both Wednesday versus Boston College uh, and then Saturday versus Miami. All right, thank you very much for that, Jim. Uh, let's talk more about Boston College. They're going to come in. Uh, they've really had their season disrupted by COVID uh, coming off a loss on Saturday to Syracuse. But here's what I want to know from you. They lead the ACC in three-point rate, so they shoot the highest volume of threes in the ACC, and they're tied for number one in the ACC in tempo with North Carolina. So give us an overview of the offense the Eagles will bring to McCamish on Wednesday. Yeah, look, I mean, BC's been up and down because of the COVID situation. Unfortunately, uh, they, they got their coach. The coach was let go today, Jim Christensen, who's a great guy. Love loved Coach Christensen, very good coach, very successful coach. Um, uh, and Coach Spinelli, who's taken over for him as the interim, uh, does a great job too. So you don't know, you know, not that they can all of a sudden put in 10 brand-new offenses and new defenses within, you know, 48 hours. But, you know, you have a new coach coming in, so you, there could be some new things. But – the whole thing on Wednesday at noon, Andy, and the game's at noon, everybody. It's a it's an early matinee. We were scheduled to play tomorrow night, Tuesday night. The reason we're not playing tomorrow night is just because we had three games in five days to try to get an extra day of rest. We moved it to Wednesday, and the only time slot for TV was at noon. So if you're at working and you can't watch the TV, please listen to uh, Andy Dementia on the uh, you know, radio. You just radio. give me an extra N again. Did I give you an a I'm yeah. sorry, but N's for knowledge. Ends Thank for you. for knowledge. Um, and... Uh, uh, don't worry. You know I'm not the best with Nate. With, with, with you know, you're like <laughs> a, you're like a, you're like an opposing. But player. see, here's the thing. I don't have a number. <laughs> so you know, you normally you know go what? by the numbers of the players, yeah. not their names. So number, I'm, I'm really out of luck. You're number one in my book. Oh, Andy. look at that. So Check is in the mail. Happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day was yeah. On, yeah. Valentine's Day was uh, yesterday. So okay. but 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 um, so we're gonna have to take the three out. I can't stress that enough. And and and, and Andy, when you're shooting that many threes, it's a dangerous game. Because they live, literally live and die from the three. You have to guard the three, and you got to guard it deep. And then when you're taking that many long shots, where do you think, the, what, what's the old adage, long shots equal long rebounds? That means the guards 
have to do a great job. There can be no leaking out. You know, a lot of times when the shot's up, everyone runs to the rim. It's going to be important when the shot's up, not everyone runs to the rim. We get a hit, we get a box out, but we also protect those elbows because a lot of balls will be bouncing back towards that elbow area because long shots, long rebounds. And they play a different type of zone. It's a, it's kind of a 3-2 match in different areas of the uh, of their zone. It's, it's not easy. So um, we've got to be really patient in ball movement, and the go-to man's got to be the open man on that. And we've got to be real sure we're going to get some open shots that we've got to stick as well too. So uh, this is, you know, we've got to play at a high level on Wednesday at noon. We know they're going to come in, like I said, unfortunately with the new coach, uh, you know, with Coach Christensen getting let go and, and, and the new coach now coming, they're, they, you know, they're going to play loose and free and new energy. So we've got to make sure that we are at a very high level and really sharp on Wednesday at noon. And the countdown continues to Wednesday. We'll take one final timeout and wrap up our preview of the Jackets and Eagles after this on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Tech fans, come check out what everyone's been talking about. Grindhouse Killer Burgers was voted Atlanta's best burger by Creative Loafing for five years running. Featuring beef, turkey, veggie, and the all-new Impossible Burger. Choose sides such as onion rings, award-winning chili, fresh salads, and indulge in our milkshakes, including our famous boozy shake. Visit our five locations throughout Metro Atlanta, which include dozens of local craft beers, wine, a full liquor bar, tons of patio seating, and TVs playing sports and cult movie classics. Live fast, eat well. Grindhouse Killer Burgers. Libman makes a difference. The Libman Mop Crew is part of our winning team. The Libman Mop Crew makes sure the hardwood is clean and safe for the players every game at McCamish Pavilion. No matter what kind of flooring you have at your home court, Libman has the tools to keep it clean. Our mops, brooms, and brushes are proudly family-made in the USA. Visit Libman.com to see our whole lineup and for a store locator. That's Libman.com. Libman, proud partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. With more after this timeout, you're listening to GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Ah, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? <laughs> yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield IMG College. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. Follow the Yellow Jackets with Everyday Champions, the official magazine of Georgia Tech Sports. Each issue contains exclusive stories and photos, plus the latest news from inside tech athletics. It's all that's positive about the Jackets. Subscribe now for only $9.95 per year. Call 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799, to sign up for Everyday Champions. That's 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799. Thank you for listening this past Sunday. You heard Georgia Tech defeat Pittsburgh 71-65, and Randy Waters now will be back on on Wednesday at noon for the next contest, Georgia Tech versus Boston College pregame at 11.30 here from McCamish. We wrap up the uh, this edition of GT60 with Josh Pastor. You talked about Boston College playing more of a 3-2 matchup zone, so it's a little idiosyncratic than the kinds of zones that you might face around the ACC, but what what will be the keys to picking the locks of that BC zone? Well, you know, you got to make sure that you get good shots. I mean, it's a good zone. you got to move the ball. Um, you know, you're going to get some open threes. I mean, look, anytime you're playing in a zone, or really any defense, obviously, you got to have to make some shots. Uh, but you can't live and die by the three. got to get into the, into the pain area, and then from there you can play inside out. But we're going to have to do a great job guarding the three. They take the most three-point attempts in the league. Uh, you had mentioned about their tempo. They're going to shoot a lot of threes. They, you know, hey, they shoot a lot of threes. So guarding, having early closeouts, and they run good actions to get their three-point shots. It's not just stand around and jack a bunch of threes. 
they run good plays um, uh, to get themselves you know, opportunities to shoot the three. They spread the floor, which then gives guys like Jay Heath opportunities to, to drive. They're five out. They're a good basketball team. We're going to have to play really well, Andy. Great opportunity for us on Wednesday. No such thing as a sure thing in the ACC, but we do know Georgia Tech will come in with a victory in hand from this past Sunday. And on that, we wrap up tonight's edition of GT60. Coach, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. All right, once again, he's Josh Pastor for our network engineer, Miller Pope and Dan Court inside the network studios. I'm Andy Demetra. Thanks once again for listening to GT60, everyone. been listening to GT60 live on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Tune in each week throughout the year to get the latest on Yellow Jacket Athletics. Tonight's show has been brought to you by the Governor's Office of Highway Safety. Drive sober or get pulled over by Coca-Cola. No matter what your favorite game day food, it'll pair perfectly with a Coke. Together, taste better. And by Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Visit us at georgiapower.com slash community. Power on, Georgia. GT60 is a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Georgia Tech Sports Network.